Hello and welcome to PB and Style, the place to be to build a brand that is clear, consistent, and authentic. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm excited to speak with you today about elements of building a brand's identity. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. So, guys, this series, I think I'm going to do about three of them. It might be more, depending on how many guests I can get, so... Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be a lot. Um, but I wanted to do this series because um, I feel like maybe we're missing the boat a little bit on uh, brand identity and what all is involved. And so there are three major elements that I want to tap into during this series. And we're going to start with uh, connection. And by connection, I mean areas of research, reputation, relationship, rapport building, interpretation, and we're going to get into all of that here in just a second. But I wanted to share with you a couple of things before we get there. Number one, uh, a quote that I have often said to my clients, to just people when I'm networking, just out and about, is that your brand message speaks without you actually saying a word. And because of that, decisions are actually being made as well about whether or not to work with you. And sometimes that's done without words as well. And what I mean by that is when you walk into a room, your brand message is already being communicated. So depending on where you are, a networking event, walking into a meeting with someone for the first time, first impressions matter. And even though they don't matter to you, you might be one of those people who says, you know, I don't need to get all dressed up. I know that my product or my service is good. I know that I am qualified for the job. Um, but unfortunately, that's not always all that matters. People want to make sure sometimes that in representing yourself, you may be able to represent them as well, especially if there's a partnership involved and you're going to be together or working together or uh, showcasing your services with someone else. It's important for you to look like an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur, whether you are or not, whether you've just started or not, your brand message is being spoken, whether you ever speak it or not. So the reason that's so important is because um, we're in an age of digital promotion. Um, everybody knows about social media and guys, it matters. I was on a job uh, when I was doing more fashion styling for a large company. And one of the things she said to me was she hired me because when she looked at my social media, there was consistency and that um, it wasn't a bunch of, you know, personal things out there, but that my brand messaging was clearly stated and she felt like it was a credible fit. And um, so she went ahead and hired me. So, you know, you really have to be careful about the images that you're putting out on social media, the uh, tonality of your messaging, all of that has to be considered. And so I wanted to do these elements because I felt like, um, you know, sometimes the boat 
was being, you know, we were missing the boat a little bit here. Um, so I also had this conversation with some people here in my office. Um, I've been noticing myself that my content has been resonating a lot with other marketers, web developers, graphic designers. And the truth is, guys, the reason that I started really talking about brand personification, brand identity, brand messaging was because I have a um, some friends who are graphic designers and who are web developers. And there were complaints about, you know, having their customers not really sure about what it is they want and having to do a ton of revisions and how, um, you know, they were getting pushback on pricing based on those things. And I never have had those issues with my web developers, with my graphic designers. I've never really had those challenges because going into it, I knew exactly the images that were speaking the message that I wanted to speak. And so when recently I started getting a ton of followers that were other marketers, I sat back and um, looked at, okay, what do I need to do? Is this who I need to be talking to? And so in developing your brand messaging and your brand identity, you sometimes have to step back and look at who is following you. And that is where research comes in. And I began, when this started happening, I began really looking at what was going on. And I began um, just sort of asking some of the people that were following me, you know, what is it about my content that's resonating with you? Um, And that was a, a small piece of the research that I did. But what I ultimately did was meet with a friend of mine here in the office, actually two of them here in the office, and I'm going to have them on um, as part of this series. So I'm excited about that. So you'll learn more about them later. But I had a conversation with them. And during our conversation, um, I was asking this question, you know, what should I do? You know, my demographic has been this and I've been, um, you know, successful in doing coaching with small businesses to help them, you know, develop their own brand identity. But it looks like this, there's a shift happening. What in the world should I do? What do you think I should do? Do you think I'm right to change? And I had conversations with two separate people, two separate times, but that were both marketers like me, different aspects. And both of them said that I needed to ask some questions, like really make some effort to poll people and survey people and find out what it is they need. And and by people, I mean the other the graphic designers, the web developers, the other business coaches, just to find out where their head was. And so based on that, I created a survey. So then I'm asking people now, I'm gathering my data. I haven't made any huge changes, but I'm gathering my data. And so that is the first thing to connect. When you start seeing a shift in who's connecting with you, who's following you, you need to do a little bit of research because it might be a lot of research because it may be time for you to shift your focus. It may be time for you to um, switch things up a little bit for your business. And then the next part of connecting is um, the whole no like trust factor and Yes, we're on social media. Yes, we're talking to people. Yes, we are, um, you know, having conversations with in terms of likes and follows and subscriptions. But we also have to build a reputation. So 
in the connecting, in the building of a reputation, that can that needs to look like, number one, in your research, you know exactly what these people are looking for, your clients, you know where they're going to get their information, you know what their pain points are because you've done the research. Well, then next you have to begin building your reputation with them. Like me, I am going to have to make the adjustments necessary to start connecting with this new demographic of people. And I started off by doing the survey, asking the right questions, getting some information so that I can begin to give that information back. But in doing so, I'm going to have to build my reputation as someone who has valuable information that can help them do better business. And so once you've done your research in this connection element, it's time for you to begin building that no like trust factor with your new client base or with your client base period if you're just getting started. So you have to build your reputation and connecting in that way is using the right images, um, really speaking your authentic voice in your posts, connecting and engaging with the right people and having those right conversations. And so building your reputation is going to take a little bit of time. But that's the beauty of the research, because when you do the research, you really are getting to the root of pain points, to likes and dislikes and to a communication style that your audience is looking for and how you can engage better with them. And from that, what will begin to happen is you'll build a relationship with them and people will um, begin asking more questions and they will begin trusting you more. And they will begin sharing your information with other people as you build a relationship with them. So that is key to the no like trust because people really only want to do business that they um, feel can add value and that they feel can relate to the challenge they're having and that can solve the problem, not just relate to it, but solve the problem. And when you've done that, over and over again for uh, people through your content in this relationship building stage, rapport is formed. And that's when you get this loyalty that happens and you get, um, I just, I had my hair done today and um, a little aside story, but I had my hair done today and the person that I go to, we do each other's hair and we were talking about one of her clients that she's been um, doing her hair for such a long time. And I asked her, I said, how long have you been doing her hair? She had been doing this woman's hair since the 80s, 29 years she'd been doing this lady's hair. That's loyalty, people. That is someone who has built a relationship, who has um, built rapport with them, and now has a loyal 29-year loyal following from this one client. And believe it or not, she has other clients who've been there even longer. We are just talking about one in particular. And so that is the goal in this connection element of building your brand identity. As a marketer, I've heard other, you know, marketers when I was in school, you learn, you know, that we really need to understand who it is we're trying to do business with, where they are going to get their information, what information they're looking for, what their challenges are, um, you know, how they're looking to solve their challenge. All of that is true. But in connecting from a brand identity standpoint and from the standpoint that I take through my business, it's important for you to know how you relate to these challenges, how you can um, share your experiences to really earn the trust of those 
who you are looking to do business with. In the end, guys, it just really helps you do much, much better business. So this is all important in this connection phase, not only to do your research and build your reputation and develop relationships and rapport, but as you connect, you want to learn how to um, interpret what you are finding in your research. Many of us want to look to someone else, you know, for inspiration. Wow, they're doing a great job. Wow, I want to have a business that's similar to their business. Wow, I want um, to to grill to to grow my business in this same area on this same platform. And you can do that, but you can't do that as that person did it. It's important for you to look at what elements they're bringing to the table and how you can um, interpret those for yourself, how you can look at what someone else is doing, what's inspiring you about their business and how you can really um, mold and shape it into what will work for you. And guys, what that does is it alleviates all of the comparison that happens between you and other people. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have my own challenges when it comes to um, comparison. I don't feel like I compare myself to other people so much as I get sometimes a little discouraged by the fact that I'm not where I think I should be at times or um, what I'm doing is not really working. But instead of wallowing in it for too long, because I'm not going to lie and say I don't wallow, because I do, and I want you guys to know that that's okay. You can have a pity party for a minute, but you can only have it for a minute. And then you got to get up, brush yourself off, and figure it out, like move forward in your business. And so what I've learned to do is, you know, look at what I am doing amazingly well and what I know I bring to the table and I have what I have confidence in and I build on that and I get out of my little pity party. So I don't compare myself to anyone else. I just say, okay, I like the way they're doing it. I don't have the resources they have, but here's what I do have. And so I'm going to make this work my way, a way that I can be confident in. And so that's sort of what you have to do in interpreting what someone else is doing and making it your own so that you can be confident in it. So that is my little tidbit for these um, elements that I want to share with you. Next week, I'm going to have a guest on and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of these elements um, because one of the challenges that I'm facing and I'm bringing you guys along for the ride, actually, is the um, the tweaking of the message and how to go from one, um, you know, set of messaging that I've been working on for a while now and it has been working for uh, the moment. But when you try to step up or raise your game, now it's time to do some tweaking. And when you get to a certain point in your business, Sometimes two heads are better than one. And that's sort of where I am. I'm in that next step, that next level. And I'm going to bring in another head to help me with it. And so I'm going to bring you guys along for the journey on that. And so I'm excited about that. So stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll continue on with the second element to building a brand identity. So thank you guys for joining me today. This is a really short and sweet podcast, but I feel like it was... Um, filled with tons of information. There is a pod, uh, not a podcast, but a blog post 
that I have written. Uh, and I will put the link to that as well. That pot, that blog post is called uh, the three R's of, or, of organic engagement. Everyone promoting a business should know. And I will connect that down at the bottom so you can read that. But it talks about the reputation, relationship, and rapport factor and how it relates to the no like, no like trust factor of converting your audience to sales. So hope you enjoy that. Until next time, remember that you are in the place to be to build a brand that is clear, consistent, and authentic. If you like any more topics covered, please make sure you leave a comment below. Share with me some of the elements that you've been using to build your brand identity and uh, make sure you like this uh, podcast. You can find us on iTunes as well. See you next week. As before I go, I wanted to remind you about an amazing event I have coming up very soon called Becoming an Intentional Networker. This event is with master networker herself, Ms. Stephanie Franco, and I'm so excited that she's going to share with us some of her tips and tricks to becoming our own master networker. She can take nothing and make it into something. Um, and from what looks like a disaster of an event, Stephanie comes out with business every single time. If you want that for your business, make sure you join us um, next week at Jaeger Suites in Allen, Texas. That's Wednesday, May 23rd, starting at 6.30. Tickets can be found on Eventbrite. Look for event, becoming an intentional networker. Hope to see you there. Grab your tickets now. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.